0: Welcome, everyone, to a special episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gayle Nicole, and I'm also the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. In today's episode, I have a special interview with Nida Lynn, a singer-songwriter and self-proclaimed entrepreneur who captivates her audiences through engaging, motivational, raw, and authentic music. She is a South Florida resident with a love for keeping it real and has an upcoming single being released next week, Tuesday, October 17th, called Old Fashioned. In my interview with her, she talks about her singleness journey and experiences in her life that were key ingredients to her making this musical project happen. Without Further ado, please enjoy my interview with the amazing Nida Lynn. Welcome, Nida. How are you?
1: Hello, I'm so well. I'm so excited to be on here. Uh, nice. I've seen so many of your other shows, and I'm like,
0: wow, I get to be on She Ventures. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I am so grateful to have you on the She Ventures Now podcast especially because it's like happening at a great time. We met up at the networking event two weeks ago and come to find out you're dropping an album or single? Yeah, yeah single
1: and I'm still working on that album. So yes,
0: yes so I'm excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. I totally appreciate you being willing and excited to join us. Why don't we go ahead and jump in and you give us a little bit about your background so that everyone knows who you are and why you decided to join the She Ventures Out podcast.
1: Awesome. So my name is Nida Lynn. Um, I started out as, uh, I've always loved singing. That's the first thing. I've always loved singing. I've always been a creative. Um, but for a good part of my adolescence into all of college, I um, took on the corporate uh, societies. I guess, <laughs> How would you say that? <laughs> the, uh, the expectations of what you should be and pursued law. Um, I studied yep. international law, government and history, and I was good at it. Mock trial, um, legal programs through high school, all these competitions doing that. I
0: actually, I actually have a similar upbringing. That's so interesting.
1: Absolutely. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So graduated from NOVA, started poli- a poli-sci master's, considered going to law school, the whole shebang. And I would say, um, just a year after graduating college in 2009, um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach doing just what people wanted to, me to do anymore. And I did the whole corporate career thing. In fact, I, I started a career in um, staffing and mm-hmm. career development, and um, I was a director of a career center at one point for a college, managing various employees, helping students get jobs. But I kept finding myself, first of all, my office looked like an art gallery. When right. people walk in, it. there was art everywhere. I'd be walking down the hallway singing constantly. Mm-hmm. And on two occasions for the major graduation ceremonies that we had at the BB&T Center, um, actually on three occasions, I think, they asked me, I ended up singing. Um, wow of twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people, my, you know, my original music, and just something began to happen. Here I was, you know, trying to fit myself into these boxes, but I stuck, stuck out like a sore thumb, and I just finally embraced it, and ever since, I would say, uh, for the last, I've been singing throughout the whole thing, but over the last two years, I've really gone after Pursuing a music career and um, just being a singer, I call myself a song entrepreneur um, yeah. because I'm a singer, uh, business owner, and just kind of, you know, just kind of making my own path um, to fit my yeah. skill sets and, mm. and uh, contribute to this world. So,
0: yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love this introduction because I think you are a an example of what she ventures is all about. Mm. Um, and I and I don't want to even bury the lead, but I think. It's so, I'm so grateful to have connected with you because um, there's so many similarities that I share as far as forging your own, um, your dream going forward, moving forward, creating your own doors. I remember this one quote that really impacted me when I was in my corporate, <laughs> corporate American cubicle. Yeah. Uh, and it's the, it's the quote that says something to the effect of um, if there's no doors opening, go ahead and build a door sort of thing. That's the mentality like, I'm not waiting for a door to open. This thing, I'm building it. You know, like, this, is, this is what we're going to do. So being that we are, we are, we're on sort of the eve week before your single drops, why don't you tell us more about your singleness journey? You know, tell us more about that.
1: Well, um, my singleness journey is one that I have... Wanted and tried to get off of very, (laughs) 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 but which, you know, like hasn't always been the case. Um, and it's one that I've learned to maximize, to, um, embrace while still giving room to real heart desires of mine. Right. So, um, so I would beginning at around 16 or 17, I read the whole, uh, I can stating goodbye. Yeah. was, you know, huge for me. I was like, I'm not going to kiss him to the altar. And um, that really started, you know, that really started for me, just this commitment to um, purity and to just like valuing myself and my body. Yeah. Um, so I ended up, you know, I would say for for much of my singleness journey, just like looking at the person that God has for me or who I'm going to marry as someone who, um, that that I'm saving myself for and who I am, um, you know, like just preparing things for them. And so I'm going to put all my secrets out there, but I, um, you know, I started a wait for me journal by Rebecca St. James, where I started writing letters to my future husband and like, just um, saving certain gifts. I'm like, Oh, this is for him. And it was inspired by somebody who told me, um, they went to Israel, this guy, he went to Israel and got this necklace for his future wife, whoever she would be, and then was able to present it. And so, um, just much of my singleness has been, um, a hopeful, this guy is alive wherever he is. I don't know where he is. I don't know what he's doing, but I know he's alive. And whoever that is, whether you believe in the one or not, whatever it is, God already sees into the future who I'm going to be with. And that person is who I'm saving these things for. And so my singleness journey has included a lot of um, writing to this future someone in, in, in terms of writing in a journal, but then also writing songs to my future beau, you know, where it's like, I'm going to write songs to you every day, spell out my love for you with words upon a page. So when our worlds collide and we meet someday, you will know I loved you before I knew you. So, <laughs> singing. So cool. God. Thank for yeah. writing these songs to him. So there's been a lot of hopefulness on the journey. Yeah. Um, my singleness journey has also included a lot of um, a lot of heartache from uh, you know being attached or, or liking certain people and you know them showing interest in the beginning and me getting my hopes up, me opening my heart, and then them, you know, like turning their backs or not choosing me yeah. or or whatever, or not choosing to continue in a relationship with me even though I wanted to, and mm. um, and so um, I would say just kind of overall, that it's, it's been that mix of hope and longing, um, some Mm -hmm. despair and, you know, but I, but I kind of end up just, just, um, you know, taking advantage of it, blessing my heart, blessing who I am in the, in the journey, learning who I am. um, And in spite of those dark moments or those times where I feel uh, discouraged in the waiting always coming back to trust and always coming back to knowing that you know yeah that it's gonna work out and yeah I will have my man one day
0: yeah no for sure gosh man thank you so much for peeling the layers there I think you know one of the things that I keep expressing and reminding myself and also guests that I have on the podcast particularly around you know singleness is it's a hard topic to talk about. It's not always easy. You know, it's not a bed of roses. It's not like we're frolicking around here in these streets yeah. being uh-huh. like, Hey, I'm single. Hey, everybody. it's amazing. You know, it's, it's some, there's, there's measures of heartache and there's measures of joy, but when the heartache comes, it's hard to talk about. So why don't we go ahead and deep dive a little bit deeper. Um, do you have any moments throughout your journey of being single that were extra singles, what I call them? Or moments where you're like, because here's my thing, is, is I think because we, you know, we're born single, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're American, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are moments, be it either in middle school, high school, whichever point in life where it started, there are moments where we kind of perk up and we're like, oh, snap, I am single. I don't have another person. You know, it's like, and I hate to put it like this as a, as a, as a, as a parallel, but it's like when you realize that you're black, but you didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're didn't. Like black, you're born, but you didn't know that there was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know so do you have any moments where you felt extra single yes
1: I I do two things that come to mind specifically are every time I've had to kill a roach on my own every time I've had to get rid of a spider or like I've had to to take care of anything to that effect heck every time I've had to build something and just manual labor I remember I'm single um
0: uh, if I were to just interject for me it's like groceries every time <laughs> taking the groceries to my house to my apartment yeah. every time without fear I'm like dang this is, this is cool. <laughs> yeah
1: that those every time I have to be the strong one and and the uh, yeah that reminds me but then every time my friends want to hang out and I just go and don't have to ask anyone I'm just like Oh, you know, or when I want to hang out with my friend, and they're like, "Well, let me talk to my husband," or let me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah." There's other people okay. to consider. So right. my my freedom, my ability to make my decisions on my own, reminds me I am extra single.
0: True. Yeah. It's a it's a t- it's like a it's a double edged sword because it's <laughs> almost like we have this freedom. And we're like reminded, oh, I don't have to check with anybody.
1: Anybody, I can just plan <laughs> my trip. Like who? Oh, I'm just. I'm going
0: because mm-hmm, I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now I would like to explore your aha moments. Now I consider you somebody who's very contemplative, and I consider you someone obviously who loves the, loves Jesus. So I'm really excited about this because you're a song entrepreneur, you're a singer-songwriter, and I would love to hear some of the aha moments before we talk about your album. Sure.
1: So, interestingly enough, um, one of my greatest aha moments came after one of my greatest heartaches. Mm. Uh, And it was followed by an episode where I was convinced that I had heard God about who my future husband was going to be. Mm. Um, I mean, I had dreams, I had prophetic words, I had everything that would point toward this guy being my husband and um i just i went there with my heart with my faith with everything and mind you i'm the kind of person like i believe i hear from god and i will like pray for people i've guessed people's names out of the blue you know i've guessed things about people that they're shocked and i'm also shocked because it came out i didn't even think about it It it's just like whatever, you know? So I was pretty certain, you know, I hear from God, but, um, I thought God said this guy was going to be my husband and this guy, you know, he was like showing interest in me. He was calling me. He was like, just really, um, showing that he wanted to get to know me. And I was certain that, you know, God was in it. And this happened by the way, in 2012, five years ago. And so you know, here I am going toward him and moving, and out of the blue, I begin to see this other girl in the picture, and I'm like, oh, no. "What is this? What is this thing happening? What, who's this other girl?" Like, and he lived out of town, right? And so I'm like, "Okay, it's all good. You know, I'm still gonna believe she's just a she's just a test. She's a distraction." And long story short, I held on for, even after he started uh, dating this girl, of eventually dating this girl, and then eventually married her. Like, it was kind of like, I held on through the whole engagement process. Like, but God, you know, are you saying this? And I, mind you, I'm the kind of girl, whenever somebody would be like, oh, that God says this is my spouse. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, like, I just, I never, Dang. I never.
0: That's what I'm gonna ask you. Just to interject, don't, 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 um
1: lose my spot. Not yeah,
0: yet. don't lose your spot. But had you heard of other women doing these types of things? A lot of not just one or two, but like other women doing this whole totally heard
1: totally. And I was the kind I was like girl, listen, if he wants you, he'll come after you. Don't don't believe this stuff. Let it happen. No. Like I was like, girl, no, don't, don't God will tell you if God told you, he'll tell him. If he didn't tell you, chill yeah. out. You know? yeah. That was so my my natural. So when this happened, it kind of, it didn't blindside me, but it was kind of like, wait, what, you know, like, what are these things I'm feeling? Why is it that every time I say his name, I feel God's fire. And it was so, it was so interesting, but I want to get to the redemptive part. Cause it, cause I, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, like this tripped me up hard and long, especially because I knew I was grounded. I wasn't just making stuff up or filling in the blank. I was so sure that I had felt him. So what I ended up doing, uh, or what ended up happening is by the time he married her, like through the whole dating and engagement process, I, the faucet over my songwriting, just like, burst it open as if a dam had been broken. I started writing and writing and writing, just processing God. What does it mean to trust? Now I understand how Abraham felt waiting on the promise that God has dealt. Um, has God forgotten or do I have to make it happen? You know, um, my heart is aching, you know, just, just all this stuff of like, do, did I even hear you? You know, the questioning and writing a song called What It Means to Trust, which is this is what it means to trust. Knowing you are good is enough. I believe I'm secure in your love and I will rest in your arms, Jesus, you know, just like processing, regardless of what's happening, finding joy in the midst of my greatest sorrow. And I experienced pain so deep. It was physical.
0: Wow. Wow. um,
1: And I, and I just wrote, I I identified with David as a psalmist writing the highs and lows. And by the time this guy uh, married her, I had realized in 2005, 12 that, whoa, I could use these songs and God could use me to inspire and touch people, you know? So Mm -hmm. I went on to um, get this album recorded and produced and all of that stuff. But fast forward to, you know, I'm working with this producer doing all this stuff. My heart was still in shambles because then it was like, did I even hear God? Do I hear God? What happened? I was rejected. I wasn't good enough. And processing all of this and the biggest aha came um i would say a couple of years later in fact i I, honestly um i met with a counselor i ended up meeting with a counselor just to keep going deeper because it's been layer after layer where the lord's been just like restoring everything that was shattered for me but um i got a somebody prayed for me and god ended up showing her things she didn't know me from adam yeah eve and she ended up saying certain things that were direct, like no one could have revealed it to her, but God. And right. she ended up saying things, some, some things to the effect of, I see that there are people you thought you were going to do life with long-term and, um, and you're, you're not. And I see where you you know, your heart is breaking. You're like, God, you said this and you said that. And God is saying that, um, he did say, but they didn't prove worthy of it. And that if you will give him what's in your hand, he'll give you what's in his, and that the promises are still intact, just not with those people, right? Wow. So she, she spoke this word in 2014, everything happened in 2012, Sp- spoken in 2014, um, but it didn't hit me till last year, 2016, where I went back and I was just like, God, but I, I felt you. And what I realized is this, this is where the aha came, right? Not just that part where God has been restoring and expressing that. But number one, we have this thinking or this um, belief that relationships are 100% God chose it and therefore it has to happen without realizing that this is what I believe, that every relationship for it to work needs three yeses. My yes, that person's yes, and God's yes. Any combination, two out of three will not work. And so what I was thinking is, yes, God showed me this thing, and I chose Him. But I thought I could pray Him into liking me and pray Him into pursuing me. When really God was like, I am not a manipulator of persons. I respect free will. I am not going to force him. Yeah. I will force him. And so I had to realize, wait a minute, it's manipulation to try to pray or force somebody to do something, and then to expect God just to come on board. Yeah, and I had to realize at that point that he did have a choice and i believe that he was interested in god may have showed him the same things but he and god he was able to say you know what i choose no and that's okay god spoke i felt him it doesn't mean i didn't feel god it doesn't mean that god didn't say anything but i i feel that god does consider my servant so and so just like he visited mary and he visited joseph and he says You know, like God, God does that where he'll kind of speak to both and allow them to decide, do you want to go in this direction? And if not, I'm still good to you. I still love you. And that was, that was probably one of the biggest things is to recognize that, like, that really everyone has a choice. And honestly, on my journey, um, I once dated somebody and almost married them. And um, there were some specific issues that were not okay for me in the relationship. And toward the end where we were kind of considering things, I felt God asked me, I felt God tell me, he's going to get it together, Nida. And I felt him say, do you want to be a part of the process? And what I realized is that it could have been right away. It could have been a few years, but God gave me a choice. What do you want? Do you want to be a part of this journey? And I ended up ultimately saying, no, I don't. Because I felt like the cost, like what it was costing me emotionally, was not something I was willing to to go through. But I just I even still I felt God's grace. And I feel like it's huge to recognize that God may speak certain things, but knowing that there are four main ways to understand if something is the will of God and if and if you know He's doing it. It it aligns with the logos, it aligns with the Word of God, it aligns with Rhema which means that there is, you know, like the breath of God, prophetic words, dreams, or whatever. Um, your counsel is on board where mm-hmm. people who are in your life can see it and understand it. But the last one is provision. It happens. It, it goes. And if those four things kind of aren't just in place, then you we see in part and we know in part. So it's like not getting hung up on the thing or the thing that's promised, but knowing the promise giver. So, yeah, I know that's a long way to no. explain
0: that was a great layered aha moment. And I think, you know, one of the things that I admire and appreciate in you sharing that aha moment is <clears throat> implicit in all of this is it required a lot of reflection, right? It's like you process this. And I think sometimes what we feel a lot of millennials, not, not every millennial, I'm not going to say all millennials, but I think one of the things that I feel needs to make a comeback is just reflection, um, and I, I use the word reflection instead of saying something like prayer or just counseling because I think people, if you haven't heard of, um, uh, have you heard of, uh, Malcolm Gladwell? No. Malcolm Gladwell wrote like a couple of books, uh, The Tipping Point, um, Boliath. uh, he's also Jamaican. Oh. <laughs> but, um, he wrote a lot of these books. A lot of people know him from that, um. And one of the things I like about him is his podcast that he has out is called, the, um, called Revisionist History. The whole main thing is to reflect, go back to history one more time. Let's look at history. Let's learn from history again. Because the, the first time we look at something, sometimes we'll miss it. But if we yeah. reflect back on it and see some more details, maybe we can learn something new. And I feel like a lot of what you just shared is the power of reflecting The power of going back to your journals, going back to your hurt, going back to what you got from counseling and saying, hmm, what is the meat that I can get from this? And I love, I love, I love, I love that you process that and now you can, you have a better runway into whatever future relationship God brings you into. I do also like the fact that you brought up the power of choice in relationships, because I think sometimes um, we do get it twisted that we think, you know, God's going to make somebody fall. I mean, I've, I've had similar situations. I've never been a woman that's like, this person is my husband. But I'm like, I have had moments where it's like, wow, the chemistry is so good. We probably are going to be together. That probably is yeah. such a huge glue that you start thinking, you. and it, this is a woman's mind, right? We start thinking... House kids, it's going to happen.
1: Last name, last name on ours, how it sounds.
0: How does it roll off the tongue? How am I going to write my name? Like how am I going to change? You know, where are we going to live? How life is going to be? Because we just think we're nurturers. We think, okay, environmental environment's going to change. Like our, fam- you know, our families can mesh well. It's just, but what happens is we forget that one of the fundamental things. And I think I love the fact that you brought this out choice. At the end of the day, like God is not going to make somebody marry you. And I want to interject something that has been, um, a bit, I'm going to be honest, annoying in, in, in some regards, in some regards has been annoying in, um, faith communities is that the messaging of God spoke it. She was the one. Now here's the thing. I think sometimes people do hear God that way. And that's people's testimony. I could never fight that but i think when we over spiritualize the process it gets confusing for people coming up and wanting to get married you think god spoke something it's going to happen you forget that there's a there's a process of somebody else choosing this is a this is a relationship you know
1: and then when people start coming up to the opposite sex god told me you're my wife or my husband you know like and then not just that but like we are we are subjective beings that have a soul a spirit and a body so sometimes we assume just because i can't get rid of this feeling it's god uh yeah. what about if there's a soul wound a soul tie or like you know purely your desires just because yeah. it's involuntary doesn't mean it's god so it's like even that fine line you know
0: yeah and uh you know it's interesting um we it's it's weird i don't want to use heavy words but i think we can we can self-deceive you know it's like absolutely I mean, I've had an experience where I thought I was called to be a nurse because I had a dream around the time where I was exploring different occupations. And I thought in the dream, God was confirming that I was called to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, and then years later, I'm, I'm in my third month of nursing school in Miami Dade College. And I felt like God was like, why did, we, did you choose this? <laughs> it's not some dream you had. You probably saw I, it on TV. Did not I have this dream, you know. And, and it's crazy because. It's so hard, but I feel like I love how much you um, you're sensitive to God's voice in your life. I love how you prioritize reflecting. I love how much you're willing to give, um, sort of from your repository of experiences, and be able to share it from a place of victory now, and then put it into music. Right, redemptive, like redeem it. Yes, because I think there's a lot of women in in such a great area, right? Relationships can be such a great area. Mm -hmm. This is so cool to hear you clarify, like, guys, you can, you can think that you heard and you can't neglect the fact that this person has to choose you, you know? I want to
1: say one more thing too, because I just want to harp on the goodness of God to cover my heart. Um, Because the thing that was super confusing for me was that even after this guy got married, when I would think or tell people the story, I would still feel the presence of God. So that tripped me out because I'm, I'm a sensitive person. I was like, "What? so what God, are you telling me to go break this marriage? Like, what, like it was just confusing. And I began to believe the lie that God was somehow mocking me because he knew how That's important this area was to mm-hmm. me. But when last year processing it with a counselor as well as with somebody else, because I I don't let stuff go. I'm like, God, I need to understand if you want my real trust, not my facade trust. I got this part. There's a hiccup. There's a hiccup right here. And I'm tripping. What do you say? And I realized that the harder the questions I ask, the deeper the revelation and the greater the freedom that comes because he wants us to ask the hard questions, you know. Cause that's where true trust, that's the foundation of true trust. So I was like, Lord, like just processing, like, why did I keep feeling your presence? And that's when I went back to that word and played it again and realized that God was saying every time he allowed me to feel his presence, which was the most that I had felt like even up to that point, I was never a feeler. I would see people falling out doing all this stuff and never felt a thing, just trusted by faith. And in the season began to feel it in a tangible way. And so he was like, Because my goodness, oh, this is so every time I think about this, like this really broke me is that he was like, I wanted you to know that, um, that my promises are still intact, that I'm still with you. Every time I reminded you of that, it was like, yes, I know there's pain. You're telling this painful story, but can you remember that I'm with you? Can you remember that my promises are still intact, just not with him? Mm -hmm. And that's what he made me realize is that in spite of the heartache, like, and man, you know, like even this morning I was reading, uh, I think it was Isaiah 54, where he was saying like, you, uh, oh, afflicted one who has battled many storms, I will have deep compassion on you. And I just, you know, like I came to realize in that and for my sisters as well, that our Lord is so aware of our heart and our pain Mm. and it matters to him. And he he redeems. I even think back to that season when I was crying out for my girlfriends who had been, you know, I had one friend wait on a guy for five years thinking he was the one. Five years. And I remember saying, but God, do you even love your, uh, my sisters? Like, look at us. Why would, you tell, why would you tell me to like a guy who's in a relate, like just crying out? And I was like, look at these girls, you know, this person. And I started listing my girlfriends because for me, it was like, God, do you really love us? What is happening here? And I will tell you right now, like of the four girls, I think I wrote down, two of them are engaged about to get married. And just the person
0: that they wanted or somebody else, you know,
1: somebody else. Okay. Um, this it was somebody else, but even still that guy ended up, you know, I, I feel like the enemy capitalizes on when we think somebody is the one and the confusion of it. That's, because that's, that guy Yeah when I was kind to her. He kept her in no man's land, like literally no man's land, that ambiguous, somewhat that oh, yeah, I have a, a lot impact. to say that. It's a trap. I I I am so I get so angry with that. That's why I even wrote a, a blog about that. When men just like, I don't want you, but I don't want nobody else to have you, so I'm gonna lead you on. Like, uh, that makes me so angry.
0: Yeah. I but I think there's something too that you 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 pick up on uh, and some of it is just natural, like life experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, there's so much hair. <laughs> um I almost wonder I almost wonder if there's just it's, it's not to externalize blame or anything like that, but just to think through this, I think that I wonder if there's poor messaging to singles about how romance works. I think, I mean, at some point I'm just like, why am I, because it's not that I waited on someone, but I remember moments where I was waiting or I kind of was praying through waiting for someone to make a move thinking, because again, I'm hands on, I'm, I'm, I do come from an old fashioned, mindset about love i was very hands-off didn't want to be the girl who's initiating i just felt like it was supposed to happen a certain way guy pursues girl says yes blah 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 blah. they get married um and i just wonder sometimes because i have felt the same thing like i had felt pranked by god like god why like this is not you know you you kind of feel like am i not do you see your servant you?" (laughs) you know but i almost wonder too and this is where i bring up some of my other upbringings of just being in Christendom. Yeah. And I read, I remember when I was 15, I read uh, Kiss Dating Goodbye, 19, read it again. I probably read it like two other times after that because I just enjoyed that book. It gave clarity, direction, yeah. you know, principles to live by that made things very, very clear. Now, what's interesting with Kiss Dating Goodbye, I don't know if you caught up with Joshua Harris. Is that he does yeah. Well, it's not that he's dismissing his whole entire book. There's meat there, but he's really reconsidering how much that messaging has impacted a lot of Christian single people who were millennials now, but probably like in our late, like in our early to mid thirties, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see him take a step back and say, "Hmm, I really want to hear these stories of how my messaging impacted people's social life, their, their understanding of love and romance. Uh And, dealing with the anxiety of singleness, I think, I think, I think something, one of those three things. And I have found solace. I haven't even seen the, the video yet, the documentary he's producing. I found solace in the fact that it's not just me, right? Like I'm not crazy. Yeah. I have found solace that somebody who I would say is a Christian intellectual, who's a man of authority, who's a pastor for a matter of years. He wrote several books about not just on, you know, kiss dating goodbye and purity, He wrote another book about, you know, courtship. Yeah. And you're a pastor and he's getting his, um, I think he's getting like his master of divinity or doctorate of divinity or whatever. I have found solace in him taking a step back and saying, I might've missed something in my messaging 20 years ago. Because in my, in my mind, I I don't, I, I just... I just don't, I mean, I don't know if women are supposed to be praying and waiting on a guy to say, hello, I wanna take you out. I don't, I just.
1: This is so interesting because I actually, I, I think this is your next question, but I wrote a single.
0: Yes, I want you to talk about this single. I'm so sorry for taking so long. The cliffhanger is there. Let's jump over the cliff. Let's talk. Oh, about
1: it. It. Totally, this is a great segue. Go for it. So I have a song that is officially available for pre-order today. Um, and it's called old fashioned and it kind of tackles that topic. And, um, your original question was about, is there some, um, poor messaging about what should or shouldn't be, um, I guess in the context of a pursuit, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't agree with any line of thinking that would tell people how they should or shouldn't do it because everybody's different i've seen different people i've That's seen yeah. you know like women express things or you know at first and then the guy you know like i've seen different things but what i gravitate toward are principles right yeah. and So my song is called old-fashioned and it talks about the fact that personally if i like a guy and i'm into you i think that divulging the depths of my liking for you are none of your business mm-hmm. until there it you in in your actions in your words or something kind of make room to receive it and and are even even if it's giving attention towards being ready to steward something like that for me. I don't think it's any of your business. I think it's the business of me and the Lord praying. I think it's the business of me and my friends and my counselors. Mm -hmm. And I talk through it and I'm very open and expressing it. But as far as I I just feel like if I'm, If I like a guy who happens every time we talk or whatever, I see him in church, he's talking about some other woman or like, hey, do you like her or like doing like for me, like that's not an environment where I'm going to go put my heart on the line personally, because the principle I gravitate toward is that I do believe women are worthy of a bold pursuit. I believe that we are, I believe that. Whether I say hi first, or you say hi first, or I add you on Facebook and you message your question. Like, I'm not even so much talking about that, but like talking about the fact that men, I believe are natural hunters. And when a guy wants a woman, there is nothing that will stand in the way of him finding out details that are hidden. I mean, one time I had this one guy like, go into the, uh, the archives of my blog, and find something that was like way back when, just to pull it out and express it. Because I feel like I feel like we're cheated when we don't allow that to happen. And in a society that hyper, um, that puts too much emphasis on seduction, on manipulation, and on capturing a man, I feel like we're doing them a disservice and aren't even allowing for a foundation where there's like this mutual, um, like this deep, uh, sense of I choose you, you know, like, and, and I believe that it need, it's not going to work if, if if there's only one person saying I choose you and the other person is like, well, I guess because you choose me. Okay. I don't think it's going to work, but <laughs> I think that, but I think that a guy, you know, like kind of like rolling up his sleeves. Uh, so, so that's where I'm like, don't make it easy. Like, okay, cool. Like I'll respond, but I want to see, you bring it out. Like, I want to see you rise up and show me what you got. Because then I know, like, you've conquered. You can conquer me, and I'm conquerable.
0: And yeah, I that's, I but, mean, that's, that's really good. I, I just, I think I, I agree with that because I'm raised in, I've, ra- I've been raised with that, 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 uh, that mindset. I think, I think I love, and I'm really interested in hearing more of your songs uh-huh. because you're going to put a melody to a lot of your aha moments. Yeah and then you're going to also remind women of their worth.
1: That's, that's what I want to emphasize. So um, song,
0: go um, ahead. No, go. Continue, continue.
1: My song is called Old Fashioned, and it kind of starts out like with, you come around and my heart stops, right? Breathe mm-hmm. in, turn away now. Mm-hmm. Carry on like I don't got butterflies inside. Poker face show nothing. Lord knows I'm bluffing. You're all I want in a million, but I'll never tell. And it's kind of like, you, you're you not going to know I like you, not before you make that first move. Call it what you want, old-fashioned, but without a hunt, ain't nothing to see. And so it's kind of like, you know, like, I—it it is that thing. It's saying, like, it, it's playful, it's sassy. Yes. Yeah, And it's
0: it, real, too, because I think there's a lot of women that can relate to that, for sure. And
1: I'm not talking about, like, faking you know even though i say you know i i do i do refer to that and i play about it but i'm not talking about faking like i'll laugh at your jokes (laughs) i will you know what i mean if you want to hang out like to a certain extent i'm i'm not a fan of oh hello I'm i'm not a fan of people, guys who want to text me at all hours of the night and like call me and do all this stuff without expressing an interest to come to know me. I I guess what I'm saying is I'm just, I I believe in a dance, I believe romance is a dance and I just want to see, huh?
0: I'm trying to figure (laughs) out my hair issues, sorry about that. Oh, it's
1: okay. I just, all I'm saying is that I want to dance and that unless a guy wants to begin a dance and to invite me, I'll dance in private and I will, you know, I will, I will talk to my friends and going back to my aha moment, yeah. I will ask the Lord for, and I did this once. I, I will fully express myself. Okay, God, I'm feeling this person. I'm feeling your life on it. I could see it. Lord present, give, uh, um, bring me to his heart and to his mind to fully consider me. Like I'm yeah. like asking the Lord to go visit him in a dream about me and let him decide. And kind of like, you know, so like inv- involving him versus saying, God, he's the one, I just pray that he likes me, make him do this, make him do that. No, give me an opportunity, Lord, and let me explore, even in conversations, like, there's different yeah. ways girls can kind of like, let a guy know they're interested.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. I think what I like about what I'm hearing, too, with your principles, because I think I I definitely want this, too, for myself, is allowing God to confirm stuff like allowing God to confirm stuff so that we can walk in confidence about who someone is and if they're supposed to be a friend or if they're supposed to be someone that you are invested in um, for a life- lifelong partnership. I think that's such a huge thing because I'm all about personal empowerment. It's really hard to feel empowered when you don't have confidence. It's really hard to feel empowered when you live in mystery world where you live with unrealistic expectations so for sure i love that i love that my i think my little soft pushback is just is just um i think sometimes um women are not aware of how they can flex their femininity to attract men okay that is something that i am i'm stepping into and something that i encourage women to figure out because as you get older and the times in which you live become harder to meet men you are going to find yourself needing to exercise your femininity in all of its glory in all of its beauty right and I know it sounds really vague but it's not about being brash and it's not about being you know um, unwholesome and seductive it's about understanding that men want to be appealed to and recognizing that you are naturally appealing, but mm-hmm. if you don't prioritize it, then you will miss moments. And I'm not see. saying FOMO. I'm not saying people need to be walking. Sure, sure. To no, that's it, so fine. But I think that there are times where women are like genuinely frustrated single women. Cause I have been where you're yeah. like, I don't know. Like how am I supposed to date? God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing everything right. Yeah, I'm still single, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't know, what am I doing wrong? And the question, I mean, the, and that might be a false question. It's not about what you're not doing, what you're doing wrong, per se. It's that we, you can be ignorant of the fact that femininity is to be expressed and it's to be, a, it's, uh, it's a flower that it blooms and it attracts people to it, yeah. you know? And, and and so in that, in saying that, that sounds so vague and I hope it no, doesn't sound... I love
1: that. No, I think
0: you're... You know? I I tend to realize that, you know, that's not something that's necessarily explored a lot in church circles, if that makes sense. It's not something that is, um, I I think that women can be empowered to explore how to attract men naturally. You know, it's almost below the radar. You could never say that she was really, what you could see, what you could see is confidence. What you could he is someone letting the guy be attracted and letting him feel yes. like she's not, Exactly. So that's what
1: I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm 100% on board and that's what I mean about laughing at his jokes and like, yes. I'm all a fan of like looking cute, even though sometimes the other day when I went to Publix, I was slacking. I was like, man, I look like a bum lord. Please don't let my husband come out here right now. <laughs> that happens. Quite even often, if he did,
0: Even if he did, right? Like, that would be a winner just because he saw you without, you know, True. all of the extra trapping True. and he could be like, man, she looks amazing. You know what I mean? What saying?
1: Like that. I'm like, you haven't even seen my best when I clean up. So yes, so right. definitely. But, but I am, I am a hundred percent a fan of like, like you can't just go hide in a corner and wear your hair drabby and like, never do anything and expect like he's going to fall over. Cause men are visual. So for me, it's like, I'm going to do my part. I'm gonna fully like in in my heart, in my service. I'm gonna put myself out there and going there. But what I'm saying is, I will not cross the line of trying to manipulate, force, or Good. yeah. And that's Absolutely. the spirit in the heart of like woman. You you are worthy of a bold pursuit. You are like Esther. Go prepare yourself. Do your beauty treatments, girl. Beauty inside and out. Yeah. Talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. Speak to the Lord. But like short of um, trying to cause somebody to do something that they in their full glory would, you know, are, are meant to do. And that would do beautifully and cover your heart as a woman, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I I love it because I feel like there's connectedness to what we're saying. And I think, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really in, in my own maturation, my own seasons of like learning from my, you know, past experiences and books that I'm reading, some of which are non-Christian. I and mean, I'm glad because I'm, it's, it's so cool to see. Um, I think people in the world have wisdom too. Wisdom isn't just contingent on like who's Christian or not, but I think it's been helpful to see that there are ways in which you can maintain your integrity and still be open to. There it is. That's the one. appealing. Yeah. That's what it is. And
1: that's the spirit of it is yeah. bold pursuit because of worth that um, isn't making yourself bend over backward to be something you're not for the sake of trying to capture. I just don't, I, that's where like, I've seen people do that and seen yeah. girls, girls beginning to do those things that, you know, and, and I've seen men just kind of like sit back and be like, almost see them as like, oh yeah, well, I could do it. And then I just don't see a full value of the yeah. girl. That's, yeah. that's where I'm like, eh, you know.
0: So tell me now about this single that is dropping on October 17th, which is next week, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So really quickly, um singles dropping on iTunes or where can we get it?
1: Everywhere. It'll be everywhere. everywhere. So right now you can pre-order it on iTunes and Google Play, but it's gonna be available in like majority title, every digital outlet. So
0: Perfect! Oh my gosh! And can you give us some insight about how it was put together? How long it took you?
1: Sure. So, um so I wrote this song last year, right? And I wrote it. It was so funny because I, I was literally feeling. Okay, here's the real story. I was kind of feeling uh, over the span of a couple of months. There were like two or three guys that I was kind of feeling. I was like, he's so attractive. He has no idea. And I was just like, you know, I was feeling them and just be like, you know, on fire when you touch me but you think I'm cold, you know, and I'm just like, like, I just found it super funny, right, and I did everything I talked about, I was myself, I, you know, I spoke to counselors, and I did all this stuff, but, um, so I, I was writing it as, as I was like, you know, one of the guys that ended up telling him he's super attractive, but I would because I knew the relationship would never happen and he wasn't a believer and all this stuff. I was like, I was like, you know, you're a really attractive person. He's like, thanks, yes, not So are you, you know? He was a coworker, but he was one of those guys that I was like, he has no idea. I'm like sweating his spot. You know, this will never work. And so I, this isn't real, but you have no idea, right? So I wrote it and I shared it online. And it was out of all my songs, would get the most likes the most traction just by performing live, me, my guitar. And so two months ago when I finally connected with a producer, his name is Daramola. He actually has produced for Lecrae, for um, for Tadashi, for much of Lecrae's 1116. Um, when I connected with him two months ago through my booking manager, we went into the studio and I knew like that had to be the one that we kind of hit first. And so it's acoustic bass. It's me and my guitar singing, but then there are also some cool background vocals. Um, I In my first EP, something that I um, didn't do that I wanted to do is to take a more uh, peeled back acoustic uh, approach versus, you know, full studio band like I did in the first one. And so this one, it's, it's acoustic, it's funky, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's funky. And it even has that old school, just like, like, it's not like electronic perfect notes. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's it, it's, it has a, it gives a nod to the olden days where it was just how it comes is how it is. So.
0: Oh. I'm excited about this i'm really I'm really excited and do you guys i mean and you you have to kind of educate me on on the music business, but a single precedes an album, so there's an album coming
1: it, it can it's always a it's it's really stylistically lately in our um, in the music industry, people have been giving little singles which are kind of like appetizers, you know, so to speak for, to, uh, to prepare people for the album. And typically whatever the single or singles were end up being on the full album. Like John Mayer, um, I believe in the beginning of this year, once a month from like January, February, March, April and stuff like that, he released one single. And then I, like oh. he had a, you know, like it came together, I guess in, in these mini albums. So people are trying different things. The point just like all marketing and sales 101, is just to kind of, you know, gives attracts people. Give them a little bit of something that leaves them wanting more. And then, by the time you put out the full thing, it's built enough uh, traction and hype that people want the whole thing. And then okay. they recognize one or two in the full project that they're like, "Oh, I know that one already." And
0: yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm excited about it. So well, I do
1: have an album coming.
0: You do. Okay. Cool. I really wanted to hear that.
1: All of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the EP six songs.
0: Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, cool. Can we go to the rapid fire questions? Now? I'm ready. All right. So, rapid fire questions, short answers. Um, and if we get juicy, then we'll, you know, you'll unpack that answer if, if I say, "Hey, can you tell me more about that?" All right. So, rapid fire question number one: As far as words go, which one do you prefer using, dating or courting, and why?
1: Doesn't matter to me. I think it's it's all at the end of the day. I interact with you. I'm. I use integrity. Use use integrity and whatever you call it. Let's just be honorable to one another on this side of the altar.
0: I like it. Number two, do you feel like single people are neglected?
1: Are single people neglected? Um, no, because I think that I think that we have we all have access to um, the goodness of God before you're married. It's about you and God, and after you're married, it's about you and God. And um, I think that. It, by neglected are you referring to the church
0: or in some ways yeah i think in some ways um for the most part i think uh church also is a a force for culture right so it's like in some ways it does stem from an observation that i saw in the church but you know it can i mean i'm open to whatever people think about what that question says i think that i
1: think like um I think neglected may be too strong of a word, which is why I say no. I yeah. think that we are definitely, as we're giving more voice to our expressions and our opinions, more uh, avenues are being created for us. And right. I feel like they have been, honestly, for uh, some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe back in the day, it would just be family-focused, but I think it takes a single expressing, hey, what about me? And I, and I see that more often. I think there's we live in a time where there's a lot more there are tons of resources, tons of books. And um, just as single people are getting in those places of power and position, we're changing the narrative toward our needs as well. But there has to be a demand. And then, you know, then there can be a supply. So so I don't think neglected, let's say, I think maybe not heard, understood, but not, I don't think we've been seen and then like, eh, sorry, we're just going to give it to them. You know what I mean? Right, right,
0: right. It's probably the best answer I've gotten In all these, in all these interviews, thank you. Uh, Number three, do you think looks matter or no?
1: They do matter, Mm -hmm. but not as much as they used to to me.
0: Okay, okay. Number four, in your opinion, what would you say is the top priority for any single woman going through their journey?
1: Self care, self love.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's good. Number five, what's the worst or funniest meme on singleness you've ever seen?
1: It's actually <laughs> what happens once you finally get somebody. That's the funniest. I've seen this one shirt that has this woman with her hand up in her bouquet holding onto her husband's shirt and like, I got one, you know? Yeah. So the desperation is just like, finally, it's over. Yeah. So that was oh, one like of the funniest that I've seen.
0: Um, number six, would you prefer being married at 20 or married single till 40?
1: Oh, that is too hard of a question. Oh, oh, no. I, can't, I can't decide.
0: That's Obviously, it's extreme, so I understand. Huh? Obviously, it's a bit extreme. Like, that. no,
1: but that's too much. Cause I, I cannot, I cannot have been like, who would I be if I got married at twenty? There's so much. But then at the same time, waiting till forty, that's disheartening. I don't know. If I had to, had to, had to, had to choose, I would say 20 only because um, being a mother is a strong desire of mine. And after 35, you know the percentages. So if I had to choose, 20.
0: Number seven, which one is it? Not enough single eligible men or women or not enough men looking in the, or sorry, not enough women looking in the right areas.
1: Girl, once you know the answer, you tell me.
0: I know. I don't. I just, these are just questions I thought would be great thought-provoking they questions.
1: Are, but it's like, because I've seen people out of the blue, like I've seen the odds, like just people beating the odds with how they find somebody, like being in the corner of a subway. You know what I mean? I've seen that. And yet I've seen more than enough eligible people just literally overlooking each other, you know? So I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, you know?
0: <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> it's
1: a mystery to me. It's a no. mystery to me, but boy, do I celebrate with my sisters and my brothers when they finally do find somebody who fully chooses them. That's
0: true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> number
0: number eight. What are what's your thoughts on arranged marriages? Yes or no? No.
1: Well, not in America. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my culture, in the Haitian culture it's quite it's quite common they'll be like oh yeah this person. Really? and they'll get married in one month two months three months yeah they'll do it not not a range in the sense that like you have no choice but definitely like oh, i have this person for you and it not being a big deal okay let me see let me talk a little bit okay cool and start talking about marriage within a week or two and getting married in a couple of months has
0: that have has anyone in your family ever like you know proposed like hey this guy, I think this guy would be great for you, United. N-
1: um, no, because we're Americanized enough that it's not like oh, that. I mean, my sister, there was this one guy, like everybody tried to convince my sister to be with him. My sister's one of those people, if a guy likes her and she doesn't like him, she will, you will become enemies. Like that was the end of your friendship, right? So my sister was like, no, she was angry. Like, how could you ruin our friendship? I'm the kind of like, listen, I don't like you. We can still be friends and I'll pretend it never happened as long as you're cool, I'm cool, you
0: know? Yeah. I like that. That's interesting. Number nine, final rapid fire question for you. What book Nida would you recommend to the She Ventures tribe on singleness and why?
1: Hmm. You know what book I have really enjoyed? And it's such an old one, but I I found it in my house. I don't know who would read it. Honestly. It was, um, T.D. Jakes, um, The Lady, Her Lover and Her Lord. Really? Yes. That's so cool. Tell me about it. I want to hear. It. Huh?
0: Tell me about it. I want to hear. It.
1: If I took this book out and showed you like every other word would be underlined. It's so poetic. It literally, every other word is underlined because it's it's so poetic, but profound. And it's just so rich. And he talks about those three aspects is the self-sufficient understanding your value um being good and true to you but then also what that means in the car so it's the lady her lord and her lover i think is what the actual title title is because then it talks about you and your relationship to god and how like what this waiting period is like in that place but then how to relate to your lover as well eventually so oh my goodness it's such a good and it's like this thick and Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like halfway through it's so
0: good that's so cool are you just not reading it or have you read it in the past um, and picking it up well, again
1: I'm kind of person I still have a book that I've been reading for like seven years now so I read multiple books at once and so if so I've been reading it, it since I think like December or something like that and it's I, good I, 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 I
0: totally get it no I totally get it no for sure all right Nida this is the finale question I don't even know if I said that right, grand finale. Um, What I want to do is just basically ask to you, much like this movie, Collateral Beauty posits, it's the idea that in any form of grief, there's a silver lining to be sort of latched onto. Um, I don't want singleness to be thought of as unending grief, but I think as you and I both know, there are grief moments in being single for a while. So what I want to hear from you is what would you say has been the biggest form of collateral beauty in your singleness journey?
1: Sure. Um, It has been, and maybe this is cliche for some people, but it has been the pursuit of God to my heart. Yeah. Literally been his comfort in those places and him showing how much he'll trip over himself and go out of his way to meet me. And um, answer parts of my heart that need comforting, that need um, just like, just desires of mine, just sh- the, the lengths at which God will go to express how much he loves me um, mm-hmm. has been so real. Like I've, I've seen him come through in ways that were really significant. Like I said, when I would ask those really hard questions, he would come through in really deep and profound ways. Mm-hmm. And um, it really was his hope and um just like knowing that he's with me and that even though this guy for the guy from five years ago forsook me and like you know showed he was interested showing me that he's not the type who's interested one day and gone the next like just showing me his his unending nature has like yeah it's kept me and he you know realizing that he really is the truest prize he really is the greatest treasure. He is the, mm-hmm. he is the destination in the process. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it earlier, and I'll say it again. Like, before, and a married woman told me this first. She was like, before you're married, it's about you and Jesus. And after you're married, it's about you yeah, and Jesus. It is. always is. Mm-hmm. And the, the degree to which we can recognize that, like, at the end of the day, he is the prize. He's the gold at the end of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And that he is, he is my destination on the journey that um you know that's where that's where we find the greatest comfort because i know people who are married and then they're suddenly unhappy because they didn't enjoy their singleness because they were waiting on marriage the whole time and just you know it could it, yeah. it, it feel like a bc and an ad you know before christ before i was married and after it ten life tends to feel like you're on hold until you cross the other side. But honestly, if we can recognize that it's always okay, what is today? New mercies. What is what is it that I'm learning about you and I today and growing closer to you that you know once I meet this person and in the courting, then I'm asking courting or dating, like I'm asking you, God, what are you saying about me? What can I learn about me? How can I grow and look more like Christ, you know? And yeah. then after I'm married, same thing.
0: So. That's it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us, your experience with us. It's not easy. Obviously, it's a part of your value, personal values to be authentic and transparent that comes out in your music. I think it definitely came out in this interview. Um, You did not need to do this interview. I know you have plenty of marketing available. but I really appreciated just you being so willing to share, and I think you have so much more to share. So I'm looking forward to more music, the album, the EP, all of it. You know, um, please, 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 definitely keep me in the loop of all of your um, show opportunities. I'd love to come now and support. Um, but I also just really appreciate you, you know, spending the time with me on the She Ventures Now podcast. So,
1: Yay, my pleasure. Yeah. It's official. What do I call myself? Am I like a She Ventures alum now? <laughs>
0: Well, I don't, have a, I don't have any terms for people. I
1: would like to. I guess I like it's
0: just a former, you know, guest. I don't really have a term. There's no,
1: <laughs> I don't really I'm have a term. Lie. I have gone through she ventures. I have ventured. Venture. Yeah. I, exactly. I'm a she ventured. I wish she ventured.
0: That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get updates on new episodes, articles, products, and coaching services to help you make quantum leaps and personal change, sign up for our newsletter at SheVenturesNow.com slash updates.